blessing it is to be alive today, to see today, and to enjoy the beautiful grace that God gives. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to be here, and um, I hope you're excited to be here. This is another day for a blessing from above. Hallelujah. So, God bless you and thank you for tuning in to this wonderful broadcast. And um, always remember that, always remember that um, you are in church. Always remember. So, this is what we are going to do when you are in church and the pastor is preaching. You say amen. You shout hallelujah. You respond. You are not quiet. So in the same vein, I want you to not to be silent. I want to see your comments coming. I want to see your amen coming. I want to see your response coming. Hallelujah. And um, like you can see, um, even though the president has given, has um, loosened the restrictions a bit, we still have not meeting in the attending church we are still doing virtual church until um, you are given the the nod to come over and um, be in a food service okay so just keep being blessed keep connecting okay so the other thing I wanted to do now is that I wanted to share this page to your friends your loved ones your mother your parents share anyone anyone you love I want you to be generous this morning by sharing the, this page to all the people you love okay and um, I want you to call a friend too and to call another friend to call the other friend to call the one that you met last week do you understand and the one you met, met at the mall and you invited to church to virtual church I want you to call them and tell them that this is the time everybody needs to connect Hallelujah. It is a time to be blessed by God. Amen. Anytime you have opportunity to listen to the word of God, it's an opportunity to be blessed. Hallelujah. The Bible says that blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. His delight is in the law of the Lord. Blessed is the man. That man is blessed. So when you love the law of the Lord, you love the word of God, the Bible gives you this description. You are blessed. Blessed is the man. Hallelujah. So I pray for somebody that the love of the word of God will be placed or will be stirred up in your heart. It makes you a blessed person. Blessed is the man. Delight in the law of the law. Of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Hallelujah. The Bible says that such a person becomes like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And he brings forth his fruit in his season. When it's the season to blossom, he blossoms. When it's the season to flourish, it flourishes. But it starts with the love for the law of the Lord. Hallelujah. That is why you are, you are blessed today by connecting because you love the law of the Lord. You love his word. 
Amen. So God bless you. You know, when, when, when the president um, gave the announcement, was it last week? Last week, um, he, he appealed to the churches to dedicate today to, to the nation, to pray for the nation. And um, so we want to do a little bit of a, a prayer for this nation. Hallelujah. Our president has spoken. So let's do something for the nation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I want us to, I want us to pray for the, for the next five minutes or so. I want us to pray for this nation of ours called Ghana. Hallelujah. This is the only, this is the only place you can call nation. You can call your home. I don't know. Maybe you may have a green card or you may have a, uh, what else do they have? Something, something from other place. But you see, what you can't deny is that the blood that flows through your vein is, is a Ghanaian blood. Hallelujah. That is the blood. No matter what. So don't, please don't deceive yourself. This is what we have. Ghana is what we have. God in his wisdom made us to appear here. Nobody decided where you want to be born. I'm sure that if that opportunity had been given to many people, hmm, I wonder who would be in Ghana. All of you would have run away. Nobody would have chosen Ghana. Do you understand? But God doesn't seek your permission to put you where he wants you to be. No. Before, before you are giving birth to, his plan is already set up for you. There is what everybody is brought up to do and where you are supposed to operate. So in the wisdom of God, he made, he made Auntie Araba and Papa Kwesi to give birth to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, so that, you would, so that you would be in Ghana. Amen. Because there's something you are supposed to accomplish. So I want, to, I want us to pray. I want us to pray for this nation that God's, God's will concerning Ghana will be done. His will concerning Ghana will be done. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ prayed this prayer in the garden of Gethsemane and he asked God that Father, let your will be done. Sometimes the will of God is unpleasant but the unpleasant will of God may be the best ever that can happen to any group of people. So this morning, we want to lift up prayer before God and we want to ask God that his plans concerning this nation called Ghana should be done. His plans should be done in the name of Jesus. Are you ready? So please, wherever you are, every standing, just for this short time, we owe it to our nation to, to say a word of prayer. Hallelujah. So I want everyone to lift up your voice at this at this juncture and I want you to pray that God's will concerning the nation Ghana will be done in the name of Jesus. Wherever you are, in your bedroom, in your hall, in your kitchen, wherever you are connecting from, some of you, you may be in your offices, wherever you are, I want you at this particular time to open your mouth and pray for the nation Ghana and you are asking God that his will concerning Ghana should be done in the name of Jesus. Rosian 
Oh Jesus, oh Jesus, so kekayan nenemeya. We bring up Ghana before you. Maras tayanto nenemekeya baya nerosti anto nenemekebantan nenemekeya. We pray for Ghana, Father. Let your will concerning Ghana be done. In the name of Jesus. Zakekeya nene mosayabaya. Reko kabana nene mosiano. Roke baban nene mokabantaya. Nere rosian. Nara rokobon nene mosian. Nario keten nene mekeya. Oh Jesus. Zayekeya nene ria. Rokobon nene mosiako. Rakaban nene mostianto nene mekeya. Nake yo rostiaban. Nario rok. Your will for Ghana, Father, in the name of Jesus. Zekekaya noro rostia tone nemekeya banaria. Zekebabandoro rostian tone nemekeya moke banaria. Nekosia koya. Let your will be done for this nation. Let your will be done for this nation. Norosia tire. Let whatever you have planned for this nation be carried out in the name of Jesus. Hey, carry out your agenda, Father. Mario Stiataya, your mysterious will, your mysterious agenda. Rakote nenemosia koban nenemeya. Neseo roketan nenemekeyana. Neko rosia ramo reme keban nario stiantan nenemekeya. Oh, Jesus. Zokebon nenemosia kokeban naria. Your will be done. Your will be done. Your will be done. Your will be done. Zako in the mighty name of Jesus. I want us to pray again and ask God to show Ghana mercy. We need mercy. Why do we need mercy? We need mercy because there are things that are done in nations that warrant setting judgments and punishments. Which sometimes, unfortunately, those who were not involved and they knew nothing about it or they were not even alive, they end up being the victims or those who bear the punishment. It has happened countless, time, countless times in the Bible. There's a possibility like that. So we are praying. Whatever our ancestors did, whatever people who came to lead this nation did, would displease God. For which reason God's judgment may permit a certain destruction or punishment or judgment to hit the nation. We are saying that, Father, have mercy on this nation, Ghana. Forgive the sins of our ancestors, our forefathers. Forgive their sins. Any evil that was orchestrated, any evil that was carried out, secret killings of people, destroying of people's properties, uh, confiscation of properties that shouldn't have been. Father, anything that has happened in the past which displeased you, which may have triggered judgment on this nation, we ask that you show us mercy. Wherever you are, I want you to lift up your voice and, and, and continue to pray for Ghana that God will show us mercy. God will show this nation mercy. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, somebody. Remember that you are in church. 
You may be in your bedroom, but know that you are in church. I wanted to pray with all seriousness. It is about nation Ghana. So the disciples of Jesus asked him, Who sinned that this man, that this man was born blind? Who sinned? Who sinned caused this man to be born blind? What did the man do? Morosia Taya. Somebody's sin can affect a descendant. Nerosia Toria. You may say that you don't care, but you see, it gets to a point that you would care because, because where you come from, somebody may have done something that demanded that punishment is brought upon you because you happen to fall in that line. You are praying for this nation, Ghana, that God will have mercy, will show mercy to Ghana. Narosia Taya. In this sin that has been committed in the iniquity in the transgression that has been committed in this nation as a nation God show us mercy show Ghana mercy Rosia Babana Kobosia Tanta Nenemea. Nerosia Kokonemekebaya. Show us mercy, Father. Narokea. Deliver us, O God, Morosia, from the punishment that comes from the sins of our forefathers. In the name of Jesus. Anyone who has led this nation, God, and embraced idolism, embrace idol worship, Father, and promoted idol worship, God. Oh, Morosia Taya, we trigger a curse from you. We trigger punishment, judgment from you. Oh, that may be suffered not even by them oh God but by, by the descendants and the people who come who come after them I pray father in the name of Jesus show us mercy show Ghana mercy forgive that sin oh God we plead we intercede hey Rosia Taya we confess that sin oh God in the name of Jesus forgive this nation father people who have been murdered in secret that after to Day. nobody nobody knows their whereabouts oh god they were killed in secret because they happen to be opponents they happen to they, they happen to be perceived as enemies oh god and father oh god many wicked things were done in secret hey their children their children were pounced upon and they did evil to them god and the people cried father and you had it oh god deliver this nation from this judgment show us mercy we did it oh God our, our forefathers did it our ancestors did it we come before you God of mercy we come before you God who is plenteous in mercy have mercy on this nation forgive our sins oh God deliver us from the judgment that comes to a nation save Ghana oh God we intercede for our motherland God Oh, Bobo Nene Mosiah, spare us, oh God, spare this nation, oh God, Nere Sakan, Tone Nene Mekea.
maybe military people or, or, or police people people in the force may have carried out maybe vengeance vengeance illegally kill some people maybe somebody they didn't like they will meet the person and they will shoot the person and then they will drop the guy drop a gun at the scene not to say that the people attack them father so many wicked things have gone on in this nation of ours called Ghana oh Mario Saya and those wickedness attract a curse and attract judgment so we pray father oh show us mercy show us mercy forgive these sins and father even civilians alike that even military people or police people were sent to an area they may come together and they may lynch the person and kill the person oh God it happened in this nation it happened in this nation they bring judgment these things bring judgment when the descendants of such people call on you hey you call you respond and you bring vengeance but father have mercy on this nation have mercy on this nation called Ghana we thank you father we thank you we bless you for this beautiful nation thank you father that your will will be done thank you for your mercy on this nation may you bless this nation may you turn around the fortunes of this nation may you show us mercy may your forgiveness be seen everywhere we give you praise this beautiful morning in jesus precious name and father as we listen to your word today i pray for your blessing breathe upon your word father touch our heart change us by the power of your word and let your will be done in jesus precious name and let a believer say amen wherever you are. God bless you. You may be seated every sitting, every sitting, every sitting. Hallelujah. Well, today we are starting a new series, okay? I call this month the month of loyalty. The month of loyalty. Hallelujah. And uh, we are dedicating this month to, um, to loyalty. Hallelujah. Which I think that it's, um, it's a very important subject that every believer must love hallelujah hallelujah so you know the bible says that it is required in stewards that a man that a man be found that a man be found faithful it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2. Okay, if you have your Bibles with you at home, which you are supposed to have, please turn to First Corinthians chapter, chapter 4. First Corinthians, the first book of Corinthians chapter 4. And we are reading from verse, from verse 1 actually. We can read. Um, it doesn't spoil anything. Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. And verse 2 says that moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. It is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. It is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. I'm sure some people will be saying that, hey, but Bishop, you are talking about 
me, I'm not a, I'm not a, a minister of Christ. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a reverend minister. I'm not a bishop. So I think that this message doesn't concern me. Um, but but I, 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 I disagree with you. So you just listen. And at the end of the day, you will know whether it applies to you or not. Um, if, 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 you, if you walk away and it, it applies to you, you have lost. Okay? If you, if you stay connected and it is not applied to you, you have not lost anything. Actually, you have even gotten to know what others are supposed to know. Hallelujah. So, in, in, in whichever case, I think that you have an advantage and I think you should, you should um, use that advantage. Okay? So, um, the Bible is talking about stewards and I'm looking at stewards. Iconomos. Uh, Oikonomos, sorry. That, that's the Greek word that was translated as steward. Oikonomos. Okay? And what does it mean? It means, um, it means a governor. It means a chamberlain. It means a steward. It means an overseer. It's an employee. An employee in that capacity. By extension, it means a physical agent. Hallelujah. So, you see, a steward is somebody who is put in charge of something. And you don't need to be a pastor or a reverend minister to be put in charge of anything. You don't need to be. Hallelujah. God, God puts many things in the, in the care of many people who are not necessarily or particularly pastors or reverend ministers or whatever. Hallelujah. You know, when you come to even money, God can make you a steward over money. You don't need to be a pastor to make you a steward over money. All you need is that you are somebody who is faithful. Somebody that he can depend upon because when he gives you money, the Bible says that, it says that remember the Lord your God eh, for he is the one who giveth thee power to get wealth. So he can give you power to get wealth. When he gives you power to get wealth, he has a reason for doing that. And you see, anybody that he would give that privilege to, one thing he looks out for is that that person must be faithful. That person must have this attribute, this quality of, of, of being faithful. Hallelujah. Because he would demand things of you. He would demand things of you. He would demand that you do some things. If he cannot depend on you to do that, then it means that you are not, you are not you are not one of the people that he should put things under your care or he should, made you, he should make you an overseer over anything. Hallelujah. Can God trust you? He trusts people. When he can trust you, when you are faithful, when you are dependable, then you qualify to be a steward, somebody that he can entrust things into your care. Hallelujah. So it is required. It's a requirement. You cannot, you cannot walk to the, the Ghana school, Ghana, uh, University of Ghana, okay? You cannot just walk there and say that, well, I'm looking for admission, so um, I'm looking for university to attend, so please, I've come. Uh, please, please admit me and give me my... You don't do that. 
before you go there, uh, you need to write examination. And, and not just writing examination. When you write the examination, you must, you must get a certain results. And you must have certain grades. Did you get it? So depending on the course you want to go and do, if you want to go to the, the medical school, there are grades you must have. You want to go to school of administration, there are grades you must have. You want to go to tech, you want to go and do law at tech, there are grades you must have. If you want to go and do architecture, there are grades you must have. So when you go there, they have their grades. Then they look at the grades you have. Now, if the grades you have matches or falls within the range they have given, okay, then they will admit you. It means that you qualify to be there. Hallelujah. So you see, in the same way that you cannot just go there, but you must qualify to go there. When, when becoming a steward, a steward, you need a qualification also. You need a qualification. Something is required. Something is needed to make you a steward. Could it be the reason why some people are poor? Because, because they are not trustworthy enough for God to put his precious resources in their care. To make you a steward, you must be faithful. It is not an option. It is not an option. You must be. Faithfulness is required. Otherwise, you cannot be made a steward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May that grace come upon you, the grace of faithfulness. May God find, find you faithful. When God looks at you, may he see a faithful servant in the name of Jesus. May this be your story. It is required that a man be found faithful if you would ever be a steward. Hallelujah. If you would ever be a steward, you need faithfulness. You need faithfulness. If God gives you favor, would you be faithful? If God gives you a job, would you be faithful? It is the will, it's the will of God that everyone works. Everyone works. Do you know why? The Bible says that the one who doesn't work is not permitted to eat. If you do not work, you must not eat. And if you must eat, then you must work. So it cannot be the will of God that you should not work. No, it is the will of God that you work. If you don't work and you are eating, you are, you are violating a serious a spiritual law. Why should you be eating when you don't work? Somebody said, Pastor, what are you saying? Yeah, I'm saying what I'm saying. Yes, you don't work, you are eating. Why? You, you are disqualified from eating. So I'm saying this thing to say that it is the will of God that you work. It is the will of God that you get a good job. It is the will of God that you are employed. It is the will of God that you come up with a business. It is the will of God that you create something. You create employment. You create a job. Something. It is God's will that you do that. But I'm saying that, you see, I'm saying that what is God's will for you to have? It's also God's will that you are not poor. Because the Bible says that, you see, Jesus became poor that we might be rich. And it is not, it is not richness in spiritual things. It's not. Take your Bible. It's not richness. It is literally rich. Yeah. Hallelujah. You know, but this will of God, it doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. You, you must have something to qualify to have it. 
What is that thing? It's faithfulness. Faithfulness. Some of you, some of you lost your jobs because you were, you were unfaithful. You were not faithful to God. You lost your job. You were not faithful. When you come to church to pay your tithe, one day, one day I, was, I was receiving tithes in church. And God told me that. God, God showed me some people. He said that what they are giving is not 10. It's not 10%. They are giving less than 10%. But as you are standing in front, who is coming to ask you, what you are giving? Is it 10%? Let me check. Even if you count, how would you know that it is 10% of what they had? You will not. Nobody will do that. But God knows. So sometimes it's amazing that some people that you deem to be faithful or you deem to be doing some things, you don't understand when certain things happen to them. You know, but the God who sees in secret, eh, he is amazing that he doesn't reward in secret. When he sees in secret, he rewards in a way that everybody gets to see. Yeah. That, you see, that is why you must be very truthful and faithful to God. Don't have, don't have the aim of pleasing a man. You want to impress people. You know, so um, I mean, as, they are, as they are going for it and they are doing it, and um, you know, I, I think I must also go and do it, you know, so that me too, I'll be saying, look, you are, not, you are not in church to please a man. You are in church to please God. You are in church to be faithful to God. Hallelujah. Sometimes you may, I mean, at conventions, for example, you may even give an envelope. Okay, somebody should come and sow a seed of 100 Ghana cities. And somebody picks the envelope and brings a seed of 10 Ghana cities. Why? Because nobody inspects to check whether whatever you say you are bringing. And how, how would we even remember that that is what you took? <laughs> you took the envelope for 100 cities. How would we even remember that? We will not. We will not. So whatever you like is what you do. Now, when you do that, you disqualify yourself from God making you a steward. He will not. He will not put treasure under you. He will not entrust treasure into your hands. No. No. Hallelujah. Yeah. Sometimes you wonder, why are some people suffering the way they are suffering? Listen. Don't think that your pastor can help you when God is the one against you. Because even that pastor is at the mercy of God. Yes. I am at the mercy of God. <laughs> Don't, when God is the one fighting you, not Satan, when God is the one fighting you, nobody can save you. Nobody can save you. When God is not in your favor, it doesn't matter who favors you, you still be a failure. It doesn't matter. Hallelujah. So, I, I'm, I'm the object of this message is to get us to be faithful to God. Faithfulness. Hallelujah. Faithful to the things of God. Faithful to the word of God. Faithful to God. Faithful to the servants of God. Faithful to anything that God demands your faithfulness to. Hallelujah. So that he can confidently, he can hit his chest and say that this is my steward. This is my steward. Hallelujah. There are some people in church, eh, they, are not, they, are, they are not in any, any leadership position, but, but they, can, they are more faithful than even some people in leadership positions. Yeah. And sometimes when they are being blessed, um, you wonder why some of the 
people in the leadership position are not more blessed. God is not a respecter of persons. That okay, because you are, you are a leader, I will bless you. And because this person is not a leader, let me give him something low. No, 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 no. God is interested in people who are following what he's saying. Anyone. He said, God is not a respecter of persons. It's not. So whatever your level is, and faithfulness, you see, faithfulness is due at your level. Whatever needs to be done, let God trust you. Allow God to trust you. How can God trust you? By your being faithful. When you are faithful and committed at that level, then you qualify to move to the next. The Bible says that, you see, the one who is faithful with little, eh? not another one, the same one, the one who is faithful with what is little is the same one who will be faithful when he gets much. The same. Whatever you are, wherever you are, whatever you have been given to do, you see, you are disqualified from promotion. You are disqualified from being lifted to another level. When where you have been placed, you have not been found faithful there. Faithfulness is what opens the door to the next level as far as God is concerned. Hallelujah. So you see, in this month, as we, as we, as we dive into this um, topic of loyalty, I want you to embrace this. I mean, at this time, I'm sure that you will know that even if you are not a leader, this one applies to you. This message applies to you. You know, if you are taking your leave, it would have been too bad. Hallelujah. Faithfulness is what you need. The one who has been faithful with little is the same one who will be faithful with much. So God, God looks at you wherever you are. You are in church. You have been given something to do. How faithful are you with what you have been given? God has trusted and he always trusts you with something little. He doesn't start with big things. The Bible says, though thy beginning be small, thy latter end should greatly increase. That is how it is. The beginning is usually small and God observes. So your faithfulness, your faithfulness is what, is what leads or is what makes you go up. Because to God, if you have been faithful as a choir member, then he knows that if he makes you the choir leader, you will be faithful. He knows it. If you have been faithful as a shepherd, eh, as a shepherd, as a cell leader, he knows that such a person, if I make him a pastor, I know he'll be faithful. So higher offices are given to people when, when, they, when they demonstrate, they exhibit faithfulness in lower levels that are, are entrusted into their hands. Are you faithful with what God has given you? Some of you will never work you will never do what you are supposed to do except your leader or your boss is around. You see what I'm saying is true. <laughs> yeah, The minute you see that, you hear that your boss has entered the premises with a car, immediately everybody rushes like, a, like cockroaches that have seen light. Have you seen, have you been in a room where there were, there were cockroaches and then the minute you put on the light, bam, then all the cockroaches, everybody runs and hides. Every one of them runs and eyes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. It is if you don't see the car of your boss or you don't see your boss in the office, you don't do what you know you are supposed to do. You see, and remember, remember that the Bible says that 
the, the heart of the ruler or the king. Eh, their hearts are in the palm of the Lord. And God is the one who turns their heart if they ever would favor you. Hallelujah. But you see, this same God who, who can touch their heart for you is the one that you don't follow. You don't follow what he says. Be faithful with wherever you have been placed. And whatever has been given to you. Whatever has been trusted in your hands. Let your faithfulness be seen in that. That even if the boss doesn't see. Or even if people are backbiting you and you are working behind the scenes. So that you don't rise. God with his superior power will put them in a state that would not be possible for them to resist your promotion. Hallelujah. Trust in God. Believe this God. Believe him. Believe him. Believe him. Don't believe in men. Believe him. Trust in God. Hallelujah. I trust in him. Hey, I trust in him. Nakosaya. That is the reason why I will not I will not speak evil of anyone so that I'm promoted. Never till I die. No, 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 no. No. When I do that, it means that I am trying to lift myself, not God. And you must be, you must be, you must be very careful. You must be very careful occupying seats that God has not, has not made available to you. You must be very careful. Don't go anywhere God doesn't want you to go. No, no. Don't, what, what God has not given to you, please leave it. Eh, because if, if you go for it, you are going for trouble. Hallelujah. Eh, don't back, but don't lie on someone. Just because you don't like the person. No, no, don't do that. Some of you, you, you orchestrate for people to be sacked. You orchestrate. Eh, you, man, you see, you, 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 uh, you fabricate stories. <laughs> eh, perfect stories. For people to be sacked. For people to be in prison. Look at this, look at this wife of uh, Potiphar. Look at this wife of Potiphar. Some fine boy was walking there, minding his business in your house. Yeah. Then, all of a sudden, you begin to have bad desires. I don't know whether uh, Potiphar was impotent. I don't know. But we have to find out one day. Yeah. Why he would want somebody else. And there are some people too, they are never satisfied with anything. Even if you cut your head and give it to them, they still want more. If I cut my head and give it to you, what more can I give you? Because then I would have given you my life. And they still are not satisfied. I'm sure Potiphar's wife is one of such people. Yeah. And he saw Joseph and wanted Joseph by all means. This guy said, Jack, where I come from, such things are not done. No. We are not, we don't do such things. We are taught, we are taught to think. They, 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 they have taught us to, to be able to think and consider things. If, if, if your husband has given me this privilege, why must I take his wife? It's not correct. It's not good. So I don't do such things. Then the woman held him. And the guy vowed that, hey, na lie. Na lie. This thing, I not go do them. So when the woman held him, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure Joseph was very skillful. He came out. You see, he removed his body from the shed. I don't know how he did that. 
we need to talk to him to show us those skills. Came out of the body. By the time the wife could say Jack Robinson, she, she had not Joseph but his shirt. And she, and she created a beautiful story. You see, a story that even Joseph couldn't deny it. Even though he knew it wasn't true. There was no evidence to the contrary. Nothing showed that what the woman is claiming that Joseph came to do, he didn't do it. Nothing showed. There are people like that. Yeah, they are, they are masters in fabricating stories about people they don't like. Yeah. To get them off the way. Hey, don't be digging your grave like that. Don't be envious because somebody somewhere you are not. No. There is a time and a season for everyone. Somebody may be in the morning. Others may be in the night. Somebody will be in the afternoon. Wait for your timing. Wait for your timing. Don't, don't, don't do this because you envy somebody. Hallelujah. No, no. Rather, be faithful where you are. Whatever you have been given, be faithful. You don't know the covenant that somebody has with God. You don't know it. When the person was entering into that covenant, you were not there. You don't know what they agreed on. So the fact that you have been at a place longer than somebody and, and God is lifting the... You don't know what the person has with God. You don't know it. So instead of getting yourself into trouble... eh? Shut up and remain faithful in where God has put you. Your faithfulness is what will attract God's attention to you. Your faithfulness. It will attract God's attention to you. And he will change your position. He will. Hallelujah. He will. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it in my life. Yeah. I was born again in this church, in this church, 27 years ago. Almost 28 years ago, I was born again in Lighthouse Chapel International. Yeah. And from the day I gave my life to Christ, 10, 10, 10, nowhere. Constant. Always around. I'll be asked, attend New Believer School, I'll be there. Faithful. Every week, I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. I was so faithful that I, when I finished, I was made a new believer school teacher. Yeah. Yeah, in 1994. I was made a new believer school teacher. Faithful. Constant. And I saw gradually move from there. Became a shepherd. Gradually. Became a shepherd. Became a pastor. Gradually. Was giving things to do. Gradually. Faithful. Always there. Don't worry if somebody else is shining. Listen, listen. You see, if you are the only one shining, there wouldn't be enough light. There wouldn't be enough light. Others also need to shine. You cannot be the only one shining. Don't let, you see, don't let your heart be beaten. You're having palpitations because somebody is shining. You will die. You will die. Please, save yourself. You cannot be the only light. Them, them, you must even desire that there are many lights. 
many lights because our way would not be clear if there's only one single light. Can you imagine you are driving and there's only one light, one of the street lights working? You, are, you see, you are still in danger. I've seen people enter into, um, it's not manhole, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's not a portal, it's a manhole. They enter manhole on the, on the, on the road. Enter, boom, and the, the car came out with a, with a tie off. They have to park because there was not enough light to see. <laughs> okay? So we must have many people shining. Many people must, must shine. Yeah, including your neighbor. Must shine. So when people are shining, don't be envious. And don't let that make you manufacture, fabricate stories and things so that you would get them off the shining path. So that you are the only one shining. No. No. You are headed for. You are headed for. Unrepairable accident. And, and you will not enjoy it. Hallelujah. Can somebody appreciate what I'm saying? Yeah. I thought you were responding. I want to, I want to see you. When you respond I can see. Yeah. I can see. Yeah, I've seen Faustina say that faithfulness is the key. I've seen it. Yeah, I can see. Yes, it is the key. Faithfulness is the key. Faithfulness is the key. Be faithful. Yeah, be faithful. You can tell all the stories you want to tell. Yeah, you can give all the complaints you want to give. But listen to me. What I'm telling you is that God, the one who sees in secret, I may not see in secret. If God doesn't permit me to see in secret, I may not see. But God always sees in secret. The Bible says that we should know that we are dealing with the one I mean, with whom everything is naked and open before his eyes. So he sees what you do in secret. He sees it. Yeah. He never rewards in secret. He always rewards openly. Whether good or bad. Always. It makes me remember one day when a certain woman came and said that the husband had beaten her. Beaten her, crying to the pastor. The husband had beaten the pastor what he did to me and he did this and this. and the pastor said is that the case let's go home I'm going to meet that, that I'm going to meet that bush husband of yours let's go and see uh, this man initially she was hesitant in going um, but pastor said, Look, let me go I want to go and talk to your husband for beating you the way you are saying that he beat you a gentleman doesn't do that let me go and see him he might, this, this nonsense must stop so they walked, went to the house, reluctantly, but went to the house. Then the husband said, oh, Sofo, it means pastor, you are welcome. Should I give you some water? The pastor said, no, no, I didn't come to drink water. No, I didn't come. Sit down, let's talk. He said, oh, Sofo, is there a problem? He um, said, oh, sit down. He said, then the pastor said, your wife came to me to tell me about the beating you did last night. Ah, the man said, "Ah, so, Pastor, what are you saying? Me? She beat me, or I beat her? Which one? Which one was it? Who did the beating? She said, "I beat." Then the man said, "Sofo, Pastor, wait, I'm coming." Then the man removed his shirt. And turn his back to the pastor. Hey, the scars at the back 
of the husband. And the man said, this is what she did last night. This is what she did. She said, I beat her. This is what she did. Your guess is as good as mine. The pastors respond, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know what took me into this, but something took me into that. Hallelujah. So, like I'm saying, you can say all the complaints because people are not there. You say what is nice to hear. Don't worry. God, the rewarder, he will reward openly. Everybody will see. The one who sees in secret will, you see, he will bring the reward, whether good or evil, openly. And everyone will see it. So, I want you to save yourself. You know, save yourself. Become a darling boy, a darling girl of God by being faithful. That is why in this month of May, we are going to talk about loyalty, faithfulness. Somebody say faithfulness is the key. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hmm. Now you are saying mercy. Hey, somebody say, hey, husband bitter. Yes, she said she said, husband bitter beats men. And if you're a woman like that, it's not nice. Oh. You're not a nice person. How can you be a bitter of men? Oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, faithfulness is key. And I want everybody. I don't think there's somebody here or somebody watching me who would say that you don't enjoy it when God is bringing precious things. And trusting you with precious things. Giving you precious things to oversee. Precious. You can't say that you don't like it. Everybody likes it. Everybody would want to go to university. Everybody would want to do, uh, go to school of administration. People, look, many people doing other, doing other, um, other science, science courses. That is not what they originally wanted to do. That was not it. They wanted to do medicine. It is just that they didn't get it. So then they have to settle for other areas. Everybody likes the best. But you see, you must qualify for it. To like it is one thing. And to qualify for it is another. There's a way to get it. And today, I am delivering into your hands, free of charge, what you need to have to be, to be qualified. For God to entrust you with precious things. Precious things. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You know, once, one day I was, I was talking to somebody and I told the person that I think that the investment I've made in God has brought more dividend than I ever thought. I don't think that there's any business in the world today that can give me the dividend I have received from God by giving my life to him, by serving him. I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's anything like that. There's no business like that. Yeah. So you see, being faithful to God is the best investment ever you can make. That's the best investment anybody can make on earth is to be faithful to God. Hey. To be faithful to God. And your life will never be the same again. Hallelujah. 
Okay, so I'm just introducing the subject today. And um, the first book we are going to use in this series of faithfulness is what I call those who accuse you. <laughs> I know that people will not enjoy this. But people, those who are, I know that some of you too will really enjoy it. It's a, it's a book written by my father, um, Bishop Doug, and I think that it's one of the very powerful books on loyalty that he has written. Why is it powerful? It's powerful because it's so real. I mean, when, when I go through this book, eh, you, could, you could feel it. It's, it's not an imaginary something. It's something that you can identify with in, in your everyday living. You can identif identify with it. Are, are you understanding that? So, so let's jump straight into it and um, let me start it. I won't be able to finish, you know, and um, we'll be doing this for a number of weeks and I trust that this book will be a blessing to you. Okay, so I've told you why we are doing what we are doing, why we have this month as a month of loyalty, what, what loyalty can do to you. Hallelujah. And um, we, are, we are starting with this book, the, Those Who Accuse You, Those Who Accuse You. Okay, those who accuse you. Um, Revelations chapter 12 and verse number 10. I think I have about 10 minutes and I, I'm sure that I'll do a very quick introduction of this book in 10 minutes. And then we'll continue the next time we are meeting. But you must make sure that you don't miss any of the meetings. You, you mustn't miss any of them. Otherwise, when you miss them, um, you have to go back for the old message and listen so that you can follow the new one okay so please just be consistent and um, let God bring to you what he he wants you to have Revelation chapter 12 and then verse number 10 um, Revelation chapter 12 verse 10 beautiful listen to what it said this is our key scripture our key scripture for the subject our key scripture listen to what it says and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven now is come salvation. You see, you can, you can imagine the loud voice. You know, sometimes there can be a loud voice, but it's a loud voice of pain. Or having you heard somebody screaming in pain. Or maybe you just met somebody who has fallen, or a, a, a father who is dying, or a mother who is dying, and there's nobody there. You see, they're screaming, I need help, help, help. You see, that is not the kind of loud cry we are, the loud voice. That's not it. This one, this, this is an exciting loud voice. Exciting loud voice. It say, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, a loud voice say, now is come salvation. Now is come strength. Now is come the kingdom of our God. Now is come the power of his Christ. Why? It continues. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night. Oh, oh. They were screaming. Now it's come salvation. Now. Before then, there was no salvation. Or is that not the case? Before then, there was no strength. There was no strength. Before then, the kingdom of God had not come. Before then, there hadn't been a manifestation of the power of his Christ. No. The power of Christ hadn't manifested. Why? Why? Why was there no 
salvation? Why was, was there no strength? Why was, why was the kingdom of God not come? Why hadn't the power of Christ manifested? Why? Because of the presence of an accuser. Accuser. So it means that an accuser is so powerful that it can take the presence of the accuser, can take away salvation, can take away strength. You lose strength, energy. You become feeble. <laughs> huh? your, your courage goes away. You lose strength in the presence of an accuser. I'm not even, I haven't come, I have not come to the part where we'll know whether the accusation is right or wrong. No. <laughs> but the mere fact that an accuser has appeared, salvation is taken away. Strength is taken away. The kingdom of our God is taken away. The power of his Christ cannot be seen. When the accuser is present, Hallelujah. When the accuser is present. Hey. It's amazing. Listen, remember that I said I'm introducing this. I have just about eight minutes. Listen. You see, as you go, as you go on in life, eh, you will meet different, different people. Different people from different backgrounds. Even in the church. You may be a shepherd. In your leadership, eh, you will experience different types of people. You may be a pastor. You will experience different types of people. You may be a, a, a minister of state. You may experience different types of people. I mean, as you go through life, you meet all kinds of people. All different, different, different people. Now, let me tell you this. Never think that, never think that people like you or are happy with you because you are doing well. Now, any, anybody, anybody who has that expectation eh, is clearly, is, is, very, is very clear that you are a novice. You just came. Yeah, you just came. I, look, I never believed this until I saw it with my eyes. I never believed it. It never made sense to me. It never made sense even one minute for one minute to me. Why should somebody not like me? Why should somebody not be happy for me? When something good is happening to me, I am passing my exams. Things are going well. I'm doing well. I'm buying properties. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I mean, look, why shouldn't you be happy? Yeah. In my naivety, I thought that everybody will be happy. Until one day I saw one. It was shocking. I saw one. I saw one. What did I see? Are you listening? What did I see? I saw I saw a woman whose a woman whose sister's children her sister's children eh, or her, her nephews and nieces were going to school, doing well, excelling. Everything was fine. Now her own children had decided to be vagabonds. 
become we smokers. When you talk to them, they don't listen. Anything you tell them, they don't want to do. They do their own thing. And sometimes punishing them becomes a problem. It starts when they are young. It starts when they are young. Yeah. When a child does something, when they are very young and they can be disciplined, yeah. then the mother will say, oh, leave them, oh, their children. Oh, leave them, their children. Oh, leave. So, leave them, their children. Leave them, their children. Leave them, their children. They were left. So, they grew up doing what they like, not what they are instructed to do. So, they took their life into their own hands. Started smoking weed. Started, I mean, you can imagine. So, all her children, every one of them, stops going to school. Nobody had been to the university. Nothing. But this other sister, her family wasn't so. Yeah. You dare not misbehave. Yeah. They have special canes for each child. Yes. Special cane. Misbehave. Talk roughly to your senior brother. Then you will see something will be coming for you. Yeah. And their children. So they were beating so much that they knew that, listen, I don't, if I talk to this, my senior brother, the way it's not good. Something will come for me. I don't like it. The last time they beat me, then they remember the lashes. They don't do it. They grew up obeying their parents, following instructions. And they became beautiful, nice. In the university, some have graduated, working, become responsible, having families and all that. And this woman's children were rotting. Then do you know what she did? She took, she took the names of these nephews and nieces, her sister's own children, to a fetish that if her children have failed, then her sister's children must also fail. And once again, you don't know the covenant that people have with God. She went to do it and it backfired. Yeah. How do you think we got to know it? <laughs> yeah. This is how we got to know it. From the horse's own mouth. This is how we got to know it. Yeah. It backfired. It backfired that now it was, I mean, whatever spirit that was consulted was coming for life. The life. That's where it became critical that what, had, what needed to be said had to be said. That is why I'm saying that. Do not think that because you are shining and doing well. Some of us in our naivety and ignorance, we just behave as if some. So everything, anything that is flourishing, you show it. Any, any, any good thing that happens to you, the whole world will get to know about it. Don't think so. Don't think so. It's not everybody who's excited. No, look, people are not excited that you, are, you still have your job. They are not. Yeah, they are. In fact, some of you, some of you at least came out, some of the company at least came out of the, of, I mean, or a, a notice came out that some people would be, you know, would be laid off because of what is happening and all that. You were praying that you would not be the one. A lie. Somebody was actually praying that you would fall in the, in the list so that they will not be in the list. What am I saying? What I'm saying is that don't live your life thinking that everybody likes you. It doesn't happen. 
you may be a pastor. Don't think that, don't think that all the people you are leading, they like you. Sometimes that is the amazing thing. There are people who don't like you and yet they will not leave you. Yeah. They, will not, they will stay with you. There are many churches, but they won't go anywhere. Even though they don't like you, they will stay with you and they will criticize you and, criti- and they will not go anywhere. <laughs> it's amazing. Because then it would have been best for you to, to move if you, if, you, if you don't like. But they won't. So don't think that everybody does. Why do you think people will criticize you? If everybody likes you. Because no. some of the things, eh, some of the people, when, when I hear, when I hear, like recently, I heard somebody, I heard somebody in the, uh, uh, on radio, on television, one of these television stations. Yeah. I don't know whether it was net two or something, one of these television stations. Yeah. If it's not that, please forgive me, but one of these television stations. I say, Bishop Doug, he has failed. <laughs> so, oh, Bishop Duncan Williams, he has failed. Apostle Tim Natsam Kranchiakra, he has failed. Dr. Misa Ogre, Dr. he has failed. Hey. I say, hey, this guy, you know, there are times that you think that you are bold, though, you know, but, but the boldness is foolishness. Yes. Do you know where these people started from? Well, what is your definition of failure? What is it? And what is your definition of success? What is it? You that you are saying what you are saying, who are you? Or what have you been able to do? Have you accomplished one millionth of what they have? <laughs> have you? Look at you. What have you achieved? Look at them. What have they achieved? You all have life. You all have life. Everybody started as a child. You had the opportunities. They had the opportunities. What have you turned out to be? What have they turned out to be? What is your definition of failure? They are failed in what sense? And you lambast them. You see, that is why that, you see, that, is why that person, his life will be dishonored. Yes. Because he behaves dishonorably. Mm. Honorable men. These are honorable men. These are honorable men. Bishop Ducky Ward Mills is an honorable man. Pastor, Pastor Mensa Otabet is an honorable man. Honorable man. Then they call Bishop Ajina Sari, some crunchy. He said, That guy at the circle there, what is his name? Then you look, look. Number one, you see, the way you are behaving will not make us to look down on them. Do you understand? No, they are honorable people. God has honored them. Yeah. Go and see the building that uh, 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 Apostle General Sam Kranchianka is putting up around the Obechebi circle. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> go to Mampong. Tutu. Do you know Tutu? If you don't know that, please find out. Go to, go to Adenta and let somebody ask, let somebody show you which car to bought to get to Tutu. And go, go there. There's a campus they call Anakazo Campus. Anakazo Campus. Prestigious Anakazo Campus. And make sure that you go to, to go to every space in that campus. When you finish that, let me hear your comment about Bishop Ducky Ward Mills. Then I'll listen to you. Huh? 
Yeah. Let me hear. I listen to you. Dr. Minson Otavel. What have you done? He's built a university. He's built a university training people to become something like he's built a university. What have you done? Hallelujah. I don't know this was not part of it, but it just came. And I want to don't join such people. Accusing people. Accusation, remember, it takes away salvation. Yeah. It takes away strength. It prevents the coming of the kingdom of God <laughs> and the manifestation of the power of his Christ. Takes it away. Hallelujah. Yeah. Accuse him. So, just know this. Everybody doesn't. You will meet different, different people. Different people. Different people. And Satan would also come to you in different ways. Satan has different ways of operating. And you know why I'm talking about people? I'm talking about people because Satan cannot operate without people. Satan is a spirit. He needs something that identifies with the physical world to be able to carry out anything that he wants to carry out in the physical world. So there are people, there are agents, there are, there are entities that he has, he has anointed to carry out his mission. And remember, he's, he's, the, he's the accuser of the brethren. He's the accuser of the brethren who constantly accuse them day and night. Day and night. That is the job of Satan. His job is to accuse the brethren, accuse believers, accuse pastors. That is the job of Satan. Unfortunately, he has laid hands on, on certain instruments, human instruments, is using to carry out this agenda. It is my prayer that you would not be one of such instruments that Satan is using. You know, it's, it's amazing. Um, there's a book by Rick Joyner, Prophet Rick Joyner, and um, it's called The Final Quest. I'm sure you've, you must have heard of this book. And, you know, he was narrating a few things in it. And one of the things that really, that I mean, I have remembered which lines up with this is that, you know, when, when, when Satan is fighting, he, he writes on believers. When it's fighting, he writes on believers. He uses believers and he writes on them. Yeah. To fight the church. Yeah. He writes on believers. Writes on them. It's my prayer that you will not be reading. You, you, Satan will not, you will not be a right for Satan. You will not be a platform Satan would want to stand on to carry out the agenda of accusation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. You see, these are the things eh, that would make your life blessed. There are, there are too many cases in the world. There are too many. You don't need to add more. Rather, you must seek to do, do things that would attract bigger blessings on your life. To, to neutralize the already existing ones so that Charlie, you'll be freer. Hallelujah. So don't join Satan and become an accuser. The minute you lift an, an accusation or an a, a accuser's voice, the, the minute you begin to amplify the voice of Satan, the voice of the accuser, the minute you begin to do that, you, you see, you cause people to lose energy. They lose strength. 
can't do much. It takes away salvation. It's, it's gone. The kingdom of God suffers. And Christ's power is not manifested. Don't be the channel. Hallelujah. Don't be the channel. A faithful person is not accusative. A faithful person. Oh, somebody will say, oh, this one is constructive. What is constructive about criticisms? What's constructive about it? What's constructive about it? Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? My time is up, eh? Yes. It looks like my time is up. So, um, we'll pause here. And you, you don't want to miss this series. It's beautiful. I'm going to show you a few things. You know, about this, about how, you see, how the different ways Satan comes to us with. It comes to us differently. You remember the Bible says in John 10, 10, the thief come not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So Satan can come to you as a thief. Yeah, he can send armed robbers to you. Yeah, he has sent armed robbers. Three times he has sent armed robbers to me. Yeah. The first one happened when I got married. Fresh! Fresh. I had, I had suits from America, from Switzerland, from London, Amia. I had gathered things from everywhere. Yeah. I returned home one morning to, see, to find an empty room. Yeah. They have emptied my, my room of any suit, any suit I had. Everything. Yeah. My wife's jewelry had a jewelry box, nice jewelry box. They, they carried, ev- I mean, everything. Satan can come to you as a thief, as a robber. Eh. As a robber. Came to me again. Came to us again. They wanted to steal our car. (laughs) Yeah. So Satan can come to you. But you see, there is a, you see, there is, when you see the battle at a certain, in a certain way, then you know that this is the, the height of it. It can come to you as as a murderer, he want to murder you. He can come to you as somebody who frustrates, or he can come to you as a deceiver. <laughs> yeah, but you see, when Satan comes to you as an accuser, then what it means that you see, this is the it is his toppest, if there's a word like that, the the highest level of ammunition he has is accusation. He, he accused Jesus into his grave. All these things that he applied to Christ, he escaped all. He wanted to kill Jesus. One day, the, the people took him out of the city and they put him, you see, at the edge of the hill. The, 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 the town, the city was on a hill. They took him to the edge of the hill and they wanted to push him. What would happen to him? Would he not die? Yeah, but he escaped. He, he swelled them. They came so many different ways. He swept them. It didn't work. Yeah. But the ministry of Jesus came to a close when Satan put on the cloak of the accuser. Hey. <laughs> Next week, we are going to go into it. What did he do when he put on the, the garment or the cloak of the accuser? What did he do? What happened to Christ? From that day, I'm sure that you will have, you will take another look. Anytime you have the edge 
accuse. Hallelujah. I pray that will never be your story. It's my prayer that as we go through this month of loyalty, you see, your loyalty would increase. It will be deeper. And as it becomes deeper, the blessings of God, the promotion of God, the lifting of God will also become more in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Our time is up. Every standing, every standing, let's pray. Every standing, let's pray. Every standing. You are in your bedroom. Please stand. You have been, you have been lying on your bed watching me. When I'm standing preaching, you are lying down on your bed watching me. I said stand up. Get up. Yes, that's what I meant. Yes. Stand. It's church. You are in church. Hallelujah. I want us to pray and tell God, Father, please deliver me from being an agent Satan would want to use. Deliver me from being disloyal. Deliver me from being an accuser. It is, it is the job of Satan. It is not my job. Please, wherever you are, I want you to lift up your voice. I want you to lift up your voice. Lift up your voice and talk to God. Oh, those who accuse you, those who accuse you, those who accuse you, Keborosia, pray, pray to God. Deliver me from being an accuser. Deliver me. Deliver me from being an instrument that Satan would like to use. If Satan wants to use anything, not me, Father. May I not be the one. He is known to be the accuser of the brethren. He is known to be the accuser of the brethren. He is known to be the accuser of the brethren. Father, may I not, may I not get his job. May I not be given his job. May I not be employed by Satan to carry out this wicked agenda. agenda. The agenda that takes away salvation. It takes away strength. The agenda that prevents the kingdom of God from coming and the manifestation of the power of Christ. Oh, deliver me from it in the name of Jesus. You are praying. I wanted to take this very serious because if you happen to be at that end, it will not be a pleasant thing. Because you see, accuse, accusers also have a reward. They have a reward. And there's a warning that goes to them. So you see, you, you, cannot, you cannot be one because at the end of the day, it won't be nice. That is why I wanted to take this prayer very seriously. The fact that I'm not seeing you doesn't mean that you shouldn't take it seriously. Take it, pray for yourself. Pray for yourself that God, God, I will not, I don't want to be an instrument that Satan would use to, to weaken somebody, to take away strength for, from somebody, somebody working for you. May I not be the reason. Marosia, coma tenemosia. Pray, Nariosia Kaya. Talk to God. Tell him, I don't want to be an agent of Satan. Satan writes, sometimes he writes on believers. He uses believers to carry out his wicked agenda in the church. Oh, pray to God that you would not be 
be. You will not be an asset. You will not be an asset to Satan. You will not be an instrument. You wouldn't be somebody that Satan would like to use. In the name of Jesus, I block every access that Satan would gain into your life to use you to wreak havoc in the church. In the name of Jesus, you will not join Satan. You will not become an accuser of the brethren. You will not be engaged by Satan. Any extension, any invitation, any invitation by Satan to you to join his company, to join him to carry out his agenda. I cancel that invitation. I cancel that invitation in the name of Jesus. So Hey, may your address be lost by Satan. In the name of Jesus, may he not find you. Anything he wants to use, may it not work. Whatever he wants to use to lure you, so you come and join him to carry out this wicked agenda. May it not work. In the name of Jesus, Zebone Nemekebaya, Nero Katona Mekebosiantane. Father, we thank you. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Deliver us, Father, from evil. Anything that is evil in your sight, we ask that you deliver us. Deliver me. Whatever is evil in your sight, including accusing, deliver me, Father. Help me. Satan is, is called the accuser of the brethren. Of the brethren. The accuser of believers. <laughs> accuser of believers. Father, I pray that you deliver us from doing this job for Satan. In the name of Jesus. When the accuser was taken out of the scene, salvation came. Strength came. The kingdom of our God came. And the power of his Christ was seen in the absence of the accuser. Father, I want salvation to be around. I want, I want strength to be there. Strength for your work. Strength to push your work, Father. I want your kingdom to come. I want the power of Christ to be manifested. Therefore, Father, take me from that position of the accuser in the name of Jesus. That these things will become a reality wherever I am, in my church, in my denomination, among my friends, wherever I am, Father. May I not be accuser of the brethren. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father. May nobody watching, connected, fall victim to this. May Satan lose his power over them if he has gained some control over them. To use them to bring destruction of what God is trying to do. Father, deliver us and save us. Because we know that they come with consequences. They come with rewards and pleasant rewards. Deliver us, Father, and let your will be done. We thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. And as every head is by and every eye closed, maybe somebody sent you the link. You are watching from somewhere and you know deep down in your heart that you are not born again. That Jesus is not the Lord of your life. This beautiful morning as we have heard this beautiful message. I want you to surrender that life to Jesus. I want you to know that God loved you enough to give not one of his sons. Not one of his children. 
he gave the only one he has because he had you in mind that today you would connect and for your salvation he gave his son today the master is knocking at the door of your heart it is my prayer that you will not keep the door closed open the door to your heart he said that when you do that he would come in he will come and be with you you want to say this prayer with me you want to surrender your life to Jesus you want to say this prayer after me say heavenly father I come to you this beautiful morning thank you for your word thank you for the understanding I pray today that you receive me as your child I surrender my life to Jesus Christ today I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior you gave him because of me he came into the world he died on the cross his blood was poured just because of me because of my sins today I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior thank you father for this gift to my life I'm grateful to you thank you for saving me in Jesus precious name say amen beautiful if you said this prayer i want to assure you that your your name has been written in the lamb's book of life